I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is a place you go to when you want to learn the latest in Bigfoot, UFOs, the Boogeyman, Shadow People, Hat Man, anything and everything and all the in-betweens and one of my favorite topics the holy encounters, angelic encounters, near-death experiences. I love all of that. And reincarnation has actually been picking up on my radar as of late. So I'm telling you, anything that you can imagine, I like to dive in and ask the questions. Talk to the right researchers and talk to experiencers because this is where all of the information comes from, you and me. So I want to invite you to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, or for those of you who do not know how to spell that, go to ShadowFolks.com, and you will see right there where you can share your stories. Tell me what is going on. Tell me what you've experienced. Tell me what you've researched, you've written about, or whatever it is that comes to mind. And, you know, I'll do my best to give some friendly, on-the-level advice. No one is a guru. Nobody knows all the answers, but darn, I've been doing this for a long time, and I am pretty sure... Uh, There's been many, 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 many thousands of people, perhaps millions, who have benefited from taking a listen and uh, trusting the process that sometimes when we go in the trenches and we dig up something good and we have the best intentions that we are really, 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 really aiming for good stuff. And, uh, And it's working. It really is. So don't hesitate to tell me all the details. And, uh, you know, I know even myself, I don't have that person that's right there that gets all this stuff. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I'm just like you. I'm a human being. And, uh, I look to my left and look to my right and I'm like, "Mm, gosh, that friend really likes to sleep good at night. Better not tell them this one what happened. Um, or, or this one over here, uh, they might judge it too much. So I I'll just spare them. I do the same thing. I'm not kidding you. I do the same thing. I do not. uh, I decipher. Let's put it that way. I decipher who best to chat with at times. And if it's a good time for them, I'm doing pretty good with this stuff because I've been living and breathing this for such a long time. But a lot of people out there are not and they need that support. And I'm here for that. 
And, and it and it's therapeutic for myself too because I'm like I've been there. I know what you're talking about right there. So <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, until we could get those around us to get this, to understand this, to get more comfortable with these topics, which are really part of the human nature and the the human experience. That's the that's the kicker, isn't it? This is not new. None of this is new. It's biblical. <laughs> it's been around forever. And, uh, you know, how old are, are, are humans? We're super duper old. We've been drawing things on cave walls that kind of explain what's going on today, haven't we? I mean, my goodness. So what are we saying? What are we doing? Who knows? But we have all got to bring this comfort level. It is up to all of us to get people on board. And I- I'm doing it. I'm trying. It's not like I'm shy. <laughs> and uh, still, still, people around me just don't, they don't get it. And, and I understand uh, but the other thing to know, we're not here to cram it down anybody's throats either, because that pushes people further away. So just be casual and share about it. You know, I, I've gotten to the level where it's like, I don't need to always, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you have no idea what I just went through. Woo doggy, you know? Um, so it's, it could be frustrating because I wish people got it. I wish they had an open mind enough to get it, but we don't have these luxuries just yet. Mm-mm, not even me. So I, I, I'm saying this right now because I've gotten uh, several people that, you know, people chat with me online all the time. And, uh, and then sometimes they're like, can I talk to you? I'm like, ring. And they're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you actually uh, called me. I'm like, yeah. Now I always tell people I, I might do it. And I'm available. I'm not kidding. So don't be surprised. You say, I need help. Can you talk? <laughs> if I got the time, I will. So um, I, I just, I love doing that. I love being able to be of help and to be that person um, because I, I think it's important. You know, I, I don't like to hear or know somebody suffering. And if I can help, I mean, it's just like the people that uh, see somebody lying in a, in a street or something. You're going to step over them or you're going to take a minute, <laughs> help them out. <laughs> well, I've got the capabilities, so uh, I'll do it. So it's, it's, um, I think it's important. So I wanted to tell you guys, guess what? Today is a special, special show. Super duper special show. Why is it a special show? I have Jennifer Marshall of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be on the program today. And uh, why? Because she is the host. She has her own television program on the CW called Mysteries Decoded that has already launched its next season, July 6th. And guess what? You know who? Me, right here. I am featured July 20th. Upcoming episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. Jennifer is a sweetheart of a person. Everybody, all the crew, absolutely just just a comfort level that you would not ever, ever think to come across. But I did, and I was fortunate to join them on a very, very special episode that we'll be chatting on next. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're going to be bored with this because what's the number one show on Netflix? Now they've got the record, Stranger Things. So yeah, I tapped into that. But the bigger deal for me, for selfish reasons, (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) Mysteries Decoded. Because you know what? Getting down the trenches, getting to the real stories, interviewing the people, like I just said, 
this is what makes up these things. This is what makes these topics of interest, fiction or nonfiction. And the nonfiction is so much more important. Uh, you know, we're borrowing from reality to make up a, a, a surreal environment on these television programs, right? So, hey, I think that uh, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation. And there's something I want to talk about, actually. Uh, that's regarding Jennifer Marshall and the whole phenomena of the paranormal, the supernatural, ufology, cryptozoological stuff. Get this. Do you realize that Jennifer Marshall is the first lady to host her own paranormal show? She's the first one. Now, do you know, statistically speaking, who who watches these shows? Who who listens to these types of shows? It's mostly ladies. Mostly. Okay? We tip the scales. But she's the first. Did we just get used to guys doing it? I don't know. But um, I know I've been out here for 20 plus years uh, talking on an official level about these things, though I've dug into it even earlier than that. Um, and, and And it's like, wow, it took all this time. Now shows are starting to pop up. There's a couple more. Um, but you know what? It's that we got a long ways to go. Got a long ways to go. And I think I've shared on here before that you know, I had so many producers are just like, wow, you're amazing. You know so much stuff. This is cool. I'm like, well, thank you. That's really cool of you to say that. It's like, but uh, we can't have a woman lead. Can you teach a guy everything you know? Skirt. What? <laughs> excuse me, what was that? Like, you just don't see that coming. You don't think of that. I think of knowledge as knowledge, right? I mean, school teachers, so you go, oh, well, sorry, you know, if it's not a guy teaching, I'm not going to listen to this one. Wow. It's like this perceived uh, acceptance level out in the public. Like, well, you know, wow, this is not believable that a lady could go and do this or a lady could go do that or talk on this subject. Like, man, I really, I've been so sadly disappointed with that again and again. But you know what? We're going to keep kicking down these doors, ladies. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. And Jennifer, I am so proud to say that uh, I got to work with her on a program like this and uh just just mind-blowing just amazing and totally didn't think about barriers just kicking it and putting it out there and uh, we're going to talk about that today because it's um it's important I think it's important guess what I had something really weird happen I have to share okay so like I love to Facebook live every so often and it was the 4th of July I'm over here in the Midwest and uh, I was like Everything got canceled because there was a, a thunderstorm. So we didn't get to see any fireworks or anything like that. And it's like, oh, darn, whatever. You know, we had some good food and everything. And uh, so it's starting to get dark out. And I'm like, I wonder if people are going to start shooting out uh, fireworks or something, you know, from their backyards. And I'm like, do, 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 do. I go to step outside. It is 8.30 p.m. Okay, 8.30 p.m. It was dark earlier. Of course, there was, there was storms and all that stuff coming through. And I look up into the night sky, and it's not dark out anymore. I understand we're in the middle of summer. Okay, I get that. But it's like a little past 8.30 p.m. And it looked like it was high noon outside. Like the sun was that high up in the sky. It appeared to be anyways. I didn't see the sun itself. I'm like, well, what the? What? What is this? You know, I'm like, okay, I have been here for a bit, and I haven't seen it do this. You know, it's just a weird glow. Too. It was a weird color. 
weird color. Um, it kind of looked like the upside down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on Stranger Things. I'm like, doo 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 doo. So I'm doing this Facebook Live talking about it. And I'm not kidding you, a handful of people posted, well, Heidi, I know why that's going on. Because of CERN. CERN is being fired up again. I'm like, oh. For those of you who do not know, CERN is the world's largest atom smasher. They said they were trying to discover how the universe was created, you know. Mm-hmm, sure. But so it was down for three years. It was paused for maintenance, right? And uh, they said... More recently, this this just happened, actually. Uh, <laughs> they have discovered three new exotic particles. Exotic. What does that mean? It means something brand new. And this is the first time they are running this. Un- just never heard before at 13.6 trillion electron volts. You feel me? So they are essentially, this is the worry of people, worried that there's going to be a tear in our dimension and let things through like the upside down. Yep. Where where do these concepts again? What was I saying about nonfiction turned into fiction? Did you see the movie The Mist? That's like always in the top 10 on Netflix as of late. Again, tearing holes through the fabric of our universe. All the possibilities, people. So much to be had. Well, you guys are going to enjoy this. we got Jennifer Marshall coming up next. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with Jennifer Marshall. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking... One scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 
Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have a fabulous guest. I have Jennifer Marshall, who graduated from high school and left her tiny one-stoplight town in Colorado to join the military. And she spent five years in the United States Navy deploying in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Following college, she moved to Los Angeles and went to school to become a private investigator. In 2018, Jennifer teamed up with ufologist Ryan Sprague and headed to Roswell to uncover what really happened in 1947. That one-hour special led to her show on the CW, Mysteries Decoded, where she has looked into paranormal events, cryptid encounters, historical mysteries, all with an open mind but a skeptical lens. Mysteries Decoded can be streamed for free on the CW Seed app and Season 2 has begun July 6, 2022. So I'd like to give a warm welcome to my new friend, Jennifer Marshall. How are you doing today there, Jennifer? Heidi, it's so nice to be with you again. I've missed you, my gosh. Oh my goodness, I've missed you too, girlfriend. It has been a while since we first met, and uh, I have to say, it was an absolute pleasure to join you on the set of your fabulous show, Mysteries Decoded, and... uh Wow, man, I, I'm I'm just so thrilled and uh, excited to see where it all goes. And and for you, your program, you came at this at such a different angle than anybody that I ever knew uh, as a private investigator. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, prior to hosting Mysteries Decoded, I had very little, if any, information on paranormal uh, activity or or cryptids. You know, I, I was interested in UFOs and, and aliens, but I really had limited knowledge. So coming into the show, it was eye-opening. I have learned so much and I've got to work with so many amazing people. And, and I'm really loving this part of my life that I did not know existed before. And I'm, I'm just thankful that that you were brought on for an episode and that we got to work together. We had a blast. And uh, I think it'll be a really compelling episode. Oh, heck yes. And it's a topic that I personally don't get the opportunity to dive into as much as I would like cryptids. And uh, it's a bit different. It kind of kind of strikes you very differently when you could actually be met with something quite physical and, and just hit that different freakish nerve. I mean, I don't know about for you, but uh, that's how I feel about it. For me, it depends on what we're talking about, but I, I think overall, I just enjoy it because the community is so great and the community is so supportive and it's just been really fun digging into these things. And of course, I'm not convinced of everything. I'm, I'm much more a skeptic for the most part, but there are certain things that you just can't explain no matter no matter what theories you know are brought up. It's It's just some of them... Who knows, right? Very true. Very true. What's really pushed you uh, closer to this other reality? Like what, what was the hardcore case that you came across that just made you stop and pause? You know, I think for me, it has to be Bigfoot. And it's just because it ranges over so many generations, so many different cultures. You have the Yowie in Australia, you have Sasquatch, Yeti. Um, the skunk ape, Bigfoot, and it goes back hundreds of years, if not longer. So for me, although we haven't found any definitive evidence of a Bigfoot, it's one of those things where 
how do you explain all of these sightings? And, you know, when I interviewed Dr. Meldrum on, on last season for the Bigfoot episode, he had casts of prints and he had fur samples that they couldn't determine what it was. So uh, I think that there's a big possibility that this could exist. And, and who are we to say, oh, well, we know every species that exists. No, we don't. H- hundreds, if not thousands of new species are discovered all the time. So um, I do think that there's a possibility that something exists and we just don't know what it is. Oh, definitely. Have you ever been in a situation uh, during the show or outside of the show that made you think twice, like, why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Uh, more often than not, um, for the Bigfoot episode, we had to interview someone who I really just see as a charlatan and and someone who is trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And I remember just saying to my producers, um, why, why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And, you know, they said, we'll, we'll edit it appropriately. I said, I, I really just don't want to put this guy in the spotlight or, or give him any credence. So there definitely are times, almost every episode <laughs> where the stoic private investigator in me says, come on, wh- what on earth am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I, you know, it, it's interesting to me. I mean, you're an investigator and you go on instinct have you ever felt this ominous like thing that tells you danger warning, like, like run, (laughs) I mean, fight or flight. (laughs) Yes. So there were two times. One was in the Lizzie Borden house where uh, I really didn't feel anything until I got in the exact same position that Lizzie Borden's stepmother was found in when she was killed. And I definitely felt something then. They had to edit out what I said because I actually, uh, I said an expletive and I jumped up. And of course they had to edit that because it's network TV. But it really, I, I wouldn't say that it scared me, but it was definitely jarring. And then there's another episode that I don't know if it's airing before our episode or after, so I can't say where it was. but we went to a notoriously haunted place and there is something about this place that there's a a very weird energy to it. And I went into it thinking, "Eh, maybe something will happen. Maybe not. This is really hyped up. And a lot of things happened where we were a lot of things that I tried to explain away and, and I just can't. And to be clear, I've been many places that people say are haunted and I have not had these experiences in most of the places, just, just a handful. Oh, that's interesting. Do you feel that, uh, because you do, you go in with a, a kind of a skeptical investigative approach, but I wonder, you know, some people, it's like when they let their guard down, it seems like they are more susceptible to having the more stranger experiences. So I wonder sometimes, you know, if there's such a good defense and such a good wall up that people don't have some of the more in-depth experiences, even if they're standing right next to you. I mean, do you think that's a possibility for you? You know, I don't go into a situation expecting something to happen. So I definitely, you know, if somebody's a believer and they go in, I, I just kind of say, okay, well, you're expecting to hear or experience or feel something. So of course that you did. But I think that me going in just kind of neutral on the subject, it makes, if there are such things as spirits, to me, if I was a spirit and I had a skeptic in front of me, oh my gosh, my energy is going to be directed toward that person. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that attitude. <laughs> convince, you know, the people who already believe. So I I think that there is something about that. And 
it happened in the Lizzie Borden house and it happened in this other location we were in where I felt like something kind of honed in on me as much as I didn't want it to. And I wasn't interested in that. (laughs) That's what happened. Wow. That's amazing. Have the cameras captured some things that were unexplainable? Yes. So you know, it's funny. We don't show anything from behind the scenes. We don't show the crew, but obviously there's a crew there when we're filming. Um, when we were in the Lizzie Borden house, there was a, a cameraman who is definitely not a believer. He was just kind of like, why are we doing this? I, you know, I'm here to get my paycheck. And when we left the room, he had said that he, he heard whispering in his ear and he kept turning around with his head, not the camera, obviously, and nothing was there. So that sort of stuff, um, you know, he he's not sharing his story publicly and he's not trying to profit off it or anything. That was just something that, that we talked about in passing. And then in, in the other house, um, I wish I could talk about this episode. In the other house, they actually show some behind the scenes stuff because the cameras are still rolling in between takes and the cameras have, have definitely... Uh, caught some things that happened because we don't, we sometimes we'll have to do a few takes just to get different angles. It's not scripted or any of that, but um, sometimes they want to get a close up. Sometimes they want to get a far away. So I'll ask the question several, several different times. And, and the cameras picked up some things that we were not prepared for. I, I like that answer. We were not prepared for it. It's like, how do you prepare for these things? You know, so many times people are like, how do you go to sleep at night? I'm like, usually on my left side. I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, it, I, I think there comes a, a moment for people that do this a lot where you're just like, you know, this is life. I mean, do you think you've gotten to that point where you're just, okay, you know, so this is real or are you still in that wow or I don't know. How are you taking these things? I am still in the wow because I, and I still struggle with trying to explain some of the things, you know, I I remember the night that we shot the stuff with Lizzie Borden and, and all of this crazy stuff happened. I went back to my hotel room and I just could not sleep. And I was trying, trying to explain it to myself, trying to reason to myself I still think about it. And we shot Lizzie Borden, I think back in 2018 and we shot the other uh, location back in 2020 before the pandemic happened. And I still think about it, I'd say on a weekly basis. So I'm definitely still, you know, three years, four years after we started the show, I am still in the wow phase. And, and honestly, I don't know. I don't know if that, that will change. Wow. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool to keep that because then it, it, it brings the, the natural reaction, the natural uh, curiosity and the natural uh, investigation going. I mean, what do you bring to an investigation for yourself? For me, I really just want to look at physical evidence. And when I work with people, they'll often say, well, the evidence is, and I said, you know, you have a really low bar for evidence. That's, that's not evidence. Ideally, you know, and, and additionally, people will come in and say, well, this eyewitness said this and this eyewitness said that. Eyewitness accounts are notoriously unreliable. So I'm very scientific and I'm very balanced at the way that I look at things. And I, w- I will never stop trying to think about what could have happened in the Lizzie Borden house and what could have happened in the other locations where I've experienced things. I think I just bring in a healthy skepticism, not so much to the point where I refuse to to entertain the idea that anything else is out there, but but I definitely lean towards skepticism. I get it. Truly important to have a nice balance between the two. And, you know, we do, we need the scientific angle, especially for non-experiencers of the strange, because how else 
Will they be convinced unless there is that hard proof? I mean, taking another person's word for it doesn't always cut it. I totally get it. So, uh, well, you guys, we are going to get to our next break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have the fabulous Jennifer Marshall of Mysteries Decoded, whom I had the pleasure of appearing with on a cool episode coming up July 20th, and her show premiered July 6th. And you know, an interesting fact, something I mentioned in the first segment, Jennifer, you are the only lady doing what you do. So tell us about that. I am, and I did not realize that until um, there was a, an article written, and, and she asked me, you know, how I felt about being the only woman to host a network show having to do with paranormal and cryptids, and I was kind of appalled, actually. I didn't even realize that that I was the only one, so I, I'm, I'm thankful to be doing it, but it is very much a male-dominated space. Yeah, we've got we've got to flip that script, right? We've we got to change. Too, right? <laughs> I, I love it. And I was like, you know what? That is so very true. And it, it doesn't make sense because the larger audience are women who look into these topics, believe it or not. 
So it's like, why is it so male dominated? I have no idea. Uh, but I think I had a conversation with you once where I said, you know, I was offered like the opportunity to potentially host shows. Right. And they're like, but we can't have a, a, a lady as a lead. You got to teach a guy everything, you know, and I'm like, what, mm-hmm. what? Oh yeah. oh yeah. I interviewed for, for a major network that shall remain nameless. And the notes I got back basically were, you know, we prefer to go with somebody with a little more gravitas, which means, you know, older. And most of our audience is male. So we prefer to go with a male. Cool. So basically you want an old guy. Well, that's not me. So that's, wow. fine. But that's not me. But you beat them out. I mean, you've got an interesting background, not just being a private investigator, but you serve this nation. Thank you very much. Uh, United States Navy. So uh, hello, if anybody has uh, some gumption, <laughs> it would be you. Well, thank you. It was, um, it was the best five years of my life, honestly. And I learned so much about myself when I was in the Navy and I still just have such a strong connection to it. You know, I, I got out about 15 years ago and I'm just still so just in the community with, with my veteran brothers and sisters, with, with service members, it's something that's ingrained in me. And, and it's really helped in my private investigation career because being in the military made me very squared away. It improved my attention to detail. I had to multitask, do things quickly and accurately. And, and overall, I would say my time in the military was such a positive thing for me. Lifelong friendships is what I always hear. That's, uh, yeah. that's beautiful. But, but you also, you, you give time to encouraging uh, veterans to work in the same area as you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mentor with a program called American Corporate Partnerships. And so people coming into the industry who are new, who are veterans, I've mentored several people through that. I've uh, mentored some other veterans just starting out their acting career. And now I'm making the transition from acting and hosting because I, I do, I am an actress outside of, of Mysteries Decoded. When I'm not filming Mysteries Decoded, I work on a few other shows. Um, you know, I'm making that transition into producing. And so that is helpful meeting up with other veterans who are established producers to kind of help me. So at this point I'm a mentee and a mentor and, and that's been a a really great experience. And I'm so thankful for our community who takes care of each other. That's wonderful. I like how you just said some other shows on the side. Now, when I told my nephews and niece about you and what you worked on, they knew exactly what I was talking about. Hello, Stranger Things, Susan Hargrove. Come on, you give us a little bit about uh, that show and how that came about because that's, I mean, there's no hotter, hotter show that I'm aware of. That has been a dream come true. You know, I had just gotten with my Atlanta agent and she sent this audition over and there was a photo of Sadie Sink who plays Max and they said they were casting for her mom. We look very similar. So I knew that I, I had you know, kind of a benefit going into the audition, but my audition had to be good, obviously to be cast. So I remember my audition was a lot of um, reacting to what was going on and, and not a lot of speaking. That is difficult for actors because actors tend to what we call eat up the scenery or try to make it about them. And, and I, you know, I didn't, I just reacted as if I would really react if I saw my husband, you know, beating up my, my stepson and, I remember they called and said, we want to pin you, which basically means that they've put it down to one or two people and they're just waiting for the network to approve it. And I got off the phone and 
it was surreal. It was like I was outside of my body watching and I was such a fan of the show. So to be cast on it was just wow. And, and it's, it's been wonderful working on the show and, and watching the kids grow into young adults. It's, it's been, it's been wonderful. Those are some amazing young men and women. That is so cool. I mean, and, and the, the character that you play, I mean, you're a strong lady and you play a, an absolute sweetheart on the show and, you know, and to be a stepmom, that's a sweetheart. That's, that's even rarer. So, uh, you know, kudos to you. You do a great job on there. Oh, she, she's the opposite of me for sure. Um, you know, she's, she's timid and she's sweet and she means well, but, uh, Susan's got some problems. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I, I enjoy the show too. I, I don't think there's any show out there. You just say stranger things. Everybody, everybody knows, everybody knows what that's about. It's like, okay, you don't, there's no need to explain. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I remember I was in Colombia and South America and we walked by a bus stop and there was a huge, um, you know, on the, on the side of, on the side of the, uh, partition, I guess you would call it. There was a a huge sign for stranger things all in Spanish. And I remember taking a picture by it, just being tickled pink because it, it really is everywhere. Wow. Columbia. That's amazing. I, I love that. I mean, it, it's like a kid in a candy shop. I'm, I'm positive for you. So that that's so cool to hear it. Now you started off with mysteries decoded. It was supposed to be a one hour special, correct? I mean, what, well, how on earth? So with you and Ryan Sprague, uh, Mm-hmm. How on earth? I mean, so you guys did this one off and they're like, bingo, we want more of this. It, it was a hit, huh? You know, it was crazy because I was in talks uh, for a show on Bravo that was 95% going to go through. So I had my lawyer looking at that contract and smoothing everything out. And, you know, they called me and said, hey, we're going to do this one hour special. Do you want to do it? And I said, yes. And they said, okay, come in. We're going to pitch you to the network. And so I went in and then they called me and they said, hey, so we're leaving in four days. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, what? <laughs> so I said, okay. So I just basically signed the contract and, and I left. I was always interested in knowing what happened in Roswell. I never bought that it was a weather balloon crash. And so four days later, we were in Roswell on the ground. I met Ryan and we just started investigating and talking to people and, and figuring out what was going on. So I remember it aired in January, 2019. And I, I didn't see it airing because at the time I was on vacation in New Zealand with my family. But the day after it aired, I started getting all of these messages and comments. And uh, shortly after that, the executive producers took me out to breakfast and we were just kind of hanging out and figuring out what was going on and chatting about our lives. And they said, you know, congratulations, this has been picked up for a season. And, and that never happens when you shoot something, you know, if it's a pilot, it hardly ever gets picked up. Um, so that, that was amazing. And then for it to be picked up for season two, that's also, you know, it defies the odds. So, so I've been really, really lucky and really blessed. Well, I mean, hello, you're, uh, the, the new, uh, uh, X-Files lady, correct? I mean, <laughs> You are Scully now. I mean, it, what a nice comparison comparison to have. I mean, you, you can't uh, can't be mad about that at all. Ryan sent me. Ryan Sprague sent me a, a photo that we had taken, and somebody compared it to a photo of Mulder and Scully. And of course, I'm a huge X Files fan, so I was just so incredibly honored by that. But Jillian Anderson was so great in that role, and and it is kind of like the real life Mulder and Scully. He 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 believes. And I, you know, I believe in some things, but, but not to the extent that, that Ryan does for sure. 
Right. I, I, I think it's so exciting. And it's like, when I think of uh, all the different topics that you can explore and to have the backing that you do and the, the fans that you do that are definitely supporting wherever you go, I mean, what's the dream location? Where do you want to go? Oh my gosh, there are so many different places. Um, so for me, what I really want to explore more of, and, and we do a few episodes every season about extraterrestrials or UFOs, that to me, we cannot be alone in this universe. There are septillion planets, and the thought that we are absolutely alone is narcissistic in itself. There has to be something else out there. And, you know, if you look at how the pyramids were built, you look at all these ancient civilizations, I just don't buy that that was people rolling rocks up a hill and stacking them. I, I, for the most part, I just don't, I don't buy that. So I think I would love to, to go to the UK, the Rendlesham incident. Um, gosh, there's just so many stuff. I, I'd like, I'd love to evaluate the Nazca lines in Peru. Um, there are so many different things in the world that are just so perplexing. So hopefully uh, this next season we'll do some domestic stuff and then maybe they'll open it up to international because there are mysteries all over the world for sure. Oh gosh. I, I, I was hoping that you would say underneath the Sphinx, but you're kind of tall. Um, <laughs> I was like getting underneath there. I mean, there's so much to, to dig into and I'm hearing about these new findings over there all the time. And I'm like, oh man, just to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine, can't imagine, but uh, I, I don't blame you. I, I think uh, if there's a fresh crop circle, I, I would suggest that you guys like run and get over there and, and totally investigate <laughs> a brand new crop circle. Wouldn't that be why? fun? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've always thought that would be cool to, uh, you know, as soon, you know, nobody's walked on it and just to totally put it through the whole filter of what needs to be done to better understand what's going on and, and not seeing evidence of a plank and rope, you know? <laughs> and, and stuff like that, like crop circles and cattle mutilations. I, I don't know what non-believers think. They just think that it, it's some sort of uh, coincidence, mass coincidence. I, I don't know. I can't explain them myself, but I certainly don't think that, that those sort of things are normal or they just happen. The word I really can't stand to hear is mass hallucination. That one gets dubbed onto shadow people and hat man all the time. So it's just a, a personal ugh, that just makes my stomach roll. Um, so anyways, you guys, we are going to get to our next break. You got to stick around, though, because there is more of Mysteries Decoded with Jennifer Marshall. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network stick around we'll be right back i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded the apollo jim murders i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy halper just a shame you know that they took him from us experience this investigation in a truly unique way Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have the awesome Jennifer Marshall here, who I was thrilled to get the opportunity to co-host with on her show, Mysteries Decoded. And uh, what can we say about this episode, Jennifer, is uh, what? That it was a hairy situation, was it not? You know, this episode is really interesting because we look at the existence of werewolves or what they call a dog man. And I have to tell you, when you first contacted me about it, I thought there cannot be a chance that anything like this exists. And I was kind of hesitant to to look into it. But the one thing I really liked about our investigation is I was able to introduce some scientific concepts into it. We have some audio recordings. We speak to a biologist uh, and we even have some some eyewitness accounts, but what we do with the eyewitness accounts is, is a little different than what we normally do. So all in all, I'm very happy with how the investigation went. And, and I think it was enlightening to put it, to put it that way. (laughs) Really? Honestly, probably the stranger things that I have, speaking of stranger things, the stranger things that I have experienced in my life was encountering something like that. So you know, I understand ghosts. I understand, you know, I should say on a wider scale, I think a lot of people understand what a ghost is. A lot of people understand what aliens are, but then you throw a hairy beast that, you know, you saw, and it's hard to filter the, and, and it even explain it to people within the paranormal field. It is such a challenge. So it, it was, um, it was really neat for me personally to be able to, um, you know, dig even deeper with somebody like yourself on my side, because it was, uh, wow, it was quite an adventure and to get some of the, the hardcore evidence and, and your perspective is so appreciated and so needed. So um, I enjoyed myself greatly. So I appreciate that time. It was so great. And, and the eyewitness that we got to speak to you know, I, I'm not going to ruin it for the listener, but he was so adamant and, and just yeah. watching him and listening to, to his story, 
I, I still remember it to this day, you know, and, and we, we did the investigation, uh, you know, I want to say eight, nine, 10 months ago. And, uh, I still remember yeah. everything that, and, and it was the, the picture that he painted was so detailed. Yeah. 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 It, my, my heart went out to him and, and, uh, and being able to relate and, and having such an interest. I, I mean, it's just, wow, you guys got to really check it out. I, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how they uh, break it all down to show what we witnessed. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah. Because people don't understand. Um, sometimes I'll get comments. I live tweet throughout all the shows and sometimes I'll get comments of you, you guys didn't look into this or that or this. What we actually do is days and days and days, weeks and weeks and weeks, months and months and months of research, um, filming, interviews, reaching out to people. So to have that condensed in 41 minutes and 15 seconds, there is a lot that we looked into, but it just doesn't make the episode. So if you're watching and you think, well, why didn't they discuss this? Most of the time we probably did, but it just didn't make the cut because it, it didn't go anywhere. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it was neat having the kind of team and the, the backing and the support and the perspectives and so much uh, pulling this together with you. It was just, uh, it, it was quite, quite unique and um, an adventure I hope to have again at some point. Um, we'll see. I had a blast. Yeah, truly, truly. A lot of people like myself, we get into these things because we've had personal experiences. We've had something that shook up our reality and uh, it, it drives us. It drives us to, to keep looking for answers. And I honestly don't know how to stop because it is so intriguing and it is so cool. And I can't help but to wonder, and I always like to ask this question, anybody I have come on the show is, has there been anything that you personally experienced that has kept your interest in these things? I think for me, I come at it from a totally different angle. The reason I was interested when they said that the show was ordered to series, I was interested in continuing because in the line of work that I'm in, both lines of work that I'm in, private investigation and acting, I deal with con artists. I deal with charlatans. I deal with liars. I deal with chameleons who will show you who they think you want them to be. So for me, I was so drawn to it because I thought a lot of these people have to be lying, fibbing, misconstruing. They're searching fame. They're searching fortune. And a lot less people than what I originally believed are doing that. That's not to say that the paranormal or cryptid space has no one who's simply making up things, but there have been some really compelling just recollections of what people experienced. And to them, it is very real. Now, whether or not there's any physical basis in reality, I can't judge that because I wasn't there at the particular time, but to them, it's very real. So that is what has kept me going is are, are these things possibly true? Is there possibly such thing as this cryptid, that cryptid, this experience? And just wanting to know more and learning more has really kept me interested in, in this area. I love it. And, you know, I always tell people, it's like, ah, oh, you know, these skeptics, I can't stand that. You know, I'm like, hold on. We need that perspective because if we're just like spoon feeding it to the world, I mean, how is that 
how do you how do you get those questions asked? And you know, you need that person on the spot to kind of represent that opposing view. We really need that. Um, so I appreciate your perspective that way. It was funny because I, I do get some negative reviews some, from some really hardcore skeptics who say, you're not skeptical enough, but someone sent me this review and, and I don't know where it was posted, but it made me giggle because somebody said, Jennifer Marshall is a, fa- a fraud and a fake. And so I thought they were going to say that I wasn't skeptical enough. So I started reading the review <laughs> and it said, she's obviously a plant for the U.S. government because there's things that go on and she's denying the existence of them. So, wow. (laughs) What a perspective. (laughs) Um, The criticism has been scant. I would say, you know, 90, 95% of it is good, but you know, five to 10%, you get either the hardcore skeptics or the guy that thinks I'm the plant for the U.S. government. So you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I could vouch for you. You're a real person. You really <laughs> are doing and putting your thoughts and actions in, in the show. I mean, it is, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, this is, this is you. And this is really your license as an investigator on the spot, too. And I am not a plant. You are not a plant. You're very tall, um, <laughs> but you're not a plant for the government. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. It, it, the things that people come up with. That was a good one, though, at least. Um, yeah, that was unique. It gave me, it gave me a chuckle for sure. <laughs> My goodness. But you know what? I like hearing that for the most part, people have been positive. That The world has opened up to the possibilities of these things. So how has it been uh, explaining to your family exactly what you're doing on that show, though? You know, my family, um, they love it. They enjoy it. My kids love watching it. My kids always get a present when I go out of town to go on an investigation. So they're happy with it. <laughs> However, um, the hardest part has been explaining it to my fellow private investigators. I got a lot of heat early on. Um, you know, how could you be doing this? You're making a mockery of the profession. And then once the episodes started airing, uh, because I didn't tell anyone necessarily what I was doing. It was just other PIs would call me and say, Hey, can you take this case? Can you work on this? I refer, referred this to you. And I just said, I'm not available. I'm, I'm shooting a show and I'm out of town. So once they actually started watching it and they just weren't relying on, on, you know, the small clips that were out there, they, most of them chilled out a lot, but I know in the beginning people thought that I was going to go in there and, and, uh, I don't know what they thought I was going to be doing, you know, faking a show or running around in the forest in a Bigfoot costume. I don't know, (laughs) but but that was hard explaining it to them. And I think now the first season is aired, um, most of them are on board. Well, that's awesome. You know, how can people tune in to this show? So uh, Mysteries Decoded airs on the CW, and it's also available back episodes on CW Seed, S-E-E-D, which is the CW's app. You can download those and stream those for free. Um, you can catch up with me at jennifermarshall.com or socials. Love social media. Uh, Instagram, Jen13, Jen13, that's Jen with two N's. And I love chatting with people. I love getting to know people. And uh, for me, social media has a lot of you know drawbacks, but it's also great to connect with like-minded people all over the globe. Truly, truly. Wow. Well, you know, it was an absolute, uh, again, honor to be able to co-host with you on your fabulous show. I hope there are many, many more seasons to come. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Oh, thank you, Heidi. And thank you for bringing your expertise and your experience to the episode. I am so thankful that, that we had the chance to work together and I can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much. And amen, sister. I hope to be joining you again soon. Wow, you guys, don't forget, July 20th, my episode will air. And every Wednesday, go to the CW or the CW Seed app and watch Mysteries Decoded with my friend Jennifer Marshall. And I want to remind you guys, don't forget, go to HeidiHollis.com and TheOutlandersComic.com and follow me on social media at one, Heidi Hollis, put a one in front of that, and uh, keep in touch. Tell me what's going on. Go to my site. Tell me what you're experiencing out there, what your questions are, who you'd like to have on this program, what topics you want me to explore, and I shall dive right in because that's what this program is all about. Wow, we have been having a juicy conversation today, and I'm hoping, hoping the pattern continues with more ladies taking the lead in the paranormal. Yes, we are out there. We exist. And I think the entertainment world needs to catch up that uh, we're aware, we know stuff, and we can express it, and we can write about it. And uh, we'll keep talking about it. All right, my friends, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We will see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.